Hey there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast, where our goal is to equip you with the tools you need to ditch the prayer guilt, grow in your relationship with God, and pray like you and nobody else. Stay tuned for our latest episode after this quick word from our sponsor. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hi there. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Alana here with Jamie. How are you, Jamie? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm good. We were just chatting. It's seasonal allergy time. I think something's going on. It is. Even though there's snow everywhere, I, I know. it really does start early. So I'm sure that you're experiencing it because you guys are, you guys are, you get, even though you get longer winters, longer, mm-hmm. you also, uh, I guess you get warmer than we do. So maybe a little bit, yeah, some stuff. I don't, I don't know, but I'm, something is in the air. I think something's in the air, including, let's see, let's tie in. Something's in the air, including our friendship and our love to pray together. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. Nice segue there. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Well, today we have a coffee break episode that we are going to be chatting about. Uh, These are episodes kind of based off of questions or topic ideas that you send into us at, what is it? Prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we would love to hear from you if there are episode ideas or questions that you've had about prayer. And what I love about these is it's just a chance for Jamie and I to show up and chat together. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's get started. We'll pray and then we'll get into the questions. Perfect. All right. Well, Lord, we just thank you for this time together. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about prayer. Um, I just love that we can kind of air out our questions about prayer and air out other people's questions about prayer just to get them out there. I know if one person's asking, there are many more that are thinking it. We just pray that you would help us to... Um, just really for your spirit to be present, for us to address these questions in a way that glorifies you and is in alignment with scripture. And that's really encouraging to our friend, Michael, who sent in these questions. Amen. Amen. So our question today, like Jamie said, comes from Michael. So hello, Michael. And Michael says, I love your show and your friendship. You both have helped me to grow in my prayer life. I do have questions for you. So the questions kind of revolve around, uh, I'll just read it verbatim, how to pray when you don't want to, and how to know if God heard your prayers if you don't feel or sense his presence. So I am super excited to dive in. And I just want to address uh, what Michael says at the beginning. I love your show and your friendship. And and for me, that's what I love about what we get to do to Jamie. So I know I say it sometimes, but I just appreciate you so much and love that we get to do this together. I know, me too. And I feel like as we get busier with other things, this has increasingly been kind of the tether that's kept Mm -hmm. us in touch, you know, like, and so I love that. And I, I just definitely, I definitely love the times when we're not as busy, but when we get busier, 
this is this is kind of where we meet up sometimes, even it if is. we don't just chat on the phone during exactly. the week. So yeah. So I, our hot tip for everyone listening is if you have a really good friend who's <laughs> moving out of town and you're worried about whether you can maintain a long distance friendship, just start a podcast with them. It's as easy as that. That's right. That's all you got to do. And, you know, use our sponsor, Anchor. Oh, right. <laughs> nice. Com. Shameless so plug. It's so easy. It really it's is. It's .fm, isn't it? Anchor.fm. Thank you. Did I say anchor.com? <laughs> yeah. Everything Ooh, used They to might be take com. money away. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. Well, let's dive into Michael's two questions. So how do you pray when you don't want to? And I think very much related to that is how do you know that God hears your prayers, even if you're not really feeling anything or sensing his presence? So, so which which side do you want to start on, Jamie? I feel like they, I, I feel like the place to start for both of them is to, um, to figure out, to kind of ask questions, you know, before, mm-hmm. because I think, I think the first part is how to pray when you don't want to. So I came across this really profound quote, um, and I'm going to look it up just so I make sure to quote it correctly. While but, you're looking it up, do you need me to like sing a song to the listeners? Well, so actually that would be air? really fun. I mean, I found it immediately, but I I think that would be kind of fun. You want to sing? <laughs> I love to pray with my friend, Jamie. There we go. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. Double bonus. So cool quote, cool song. So this was from a, a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron that I've heard Ooh, several I know people that one. recently mm-hmm. talk about. So I got it as an audiobook, and she's talking in particular about, um, she's not talking about boredom and prayer, but this is so applicable. Her okay. quote is, boredom is just what's the use in disguise, which I'm, and we did recently air an episode on on boredom and prayer, but what's the use in disguise? So um, if you don't want to pray, chances are that you don't find it exciting. It's not, I mean, you're going to want to do something that you find exciting, right? So I just, I think one of the probing questions that you can ask yourself is why don't I want to pray? Like, is it because I'm hurt? Like, is there, is there like a trigger? Like, did I pray like just relentlessly and passionately for the healing of my mom and she didn't get healed. And so Mm -hmm. I just don't even want to pray because what's Mm -hmm. the use is kind of behind that one, I think, Mm -hmm. or anger. Um, Or is it that there are other things that seem more worthwhile for your time? Like other things that look more appealing and attractive again, like what, what is it about prayer? Are you not viewing God correctly? So, I mean, they're just a whole slew of things that could be going on behind the scenes that I think before you pray when you don't want to, I think, you know, I know Mark Twain talks about how, you know, giving up smoking, he talks about giving up smoking cigars. <laughs> you're not, I'm going to paraphrase, but he's like, uh-huh. you know, you're not going to give up smoking. If you just will yourself to, you have to want to not smoke. Yeah. Like you have to have a why. So that's, I kind of feel like getting mm-hmm. behind. Why don't I want to pray? is really the first step. I think so too. And I think it could be really useful to flip the question around. Why do you pray? Oh, and good one. I think the questions are going to vary from woman to woman, but I think let's just throw out some of the common ones, a really common one. I pray because I'm supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's how, that's how a lot of us start, Check you know, your box. Yeah. You're taught to pray as a kid. This is what you're supposed to do. 
Um, some people pray and Michael, this is kind of what I hear behind your question. Maybe Michael, you're praying for that emotional connection with God. And so when that connection is missing, you're wondering, what did I do wrong? Where is God? I don't know. What What are some of the other reasons? If you were to just poll a hundred women, why do you pray? What other reasons do you think would come up top and foremost? Let's do the, is it family feud where they do that? Like they oh, ask a question of a hundred oh, people. We should do that. We need to have a game show. We need to go on Facebook <laughs> live or something and do like a family feud <laughs> prayer edition. Oh, that would it. be great. Let's, let's pin that as an idea. Um, I'll just best- call Steve Harvey. I'll see if he's free on Thursday. <laughs> that'd be great um desperation i think oh yeah is one reason it's one place where we've all been there where it, whether you've prayed a lot before or after when you're in a desperate situation it just mm-hmm. seems like our hearts turn to to seeking Absolutely. help from the divine whether you're a strong christian or an agnostic or mm-hmm. even an atheist i think sometimes yeah. you come oh, to the for end sure. of yourself and it's like yeah God it's like the quote there's no atheist in a foxhole you know yeah and and let's go ahead and just put it out there there's not a um, there's no shame in what your why is. We're not saying that here's a here's all the wrong whys to pray, and here's you know the one white right why, but it is useful to ask yourself why do you pray. I could see another one being kind of for the protection of your family, right? Like I picture my mm-hmm. grandma. I feel like she had a, a huge burden to kind of just cover her family in prayer, and you know that that was to put words in her mouth because she's not here on earth anymore. I think that was a big part of her why as to why she prayed. Um, yeah. yeah what, what else is in, is on the list? Um, I think some people pray for some of the personal benefits of prayer. Um, mm-hmm. Just the knowing that living a life of gratitude will yes. make you healthier, will make you, mm-hmm. you know, and so kind of pursuing that, not to say that, that, uh, how should I put it? Not to say that that's the only why, because mm-hmm. no, sometimes, but that's a big one. But yeah, just just you know, basically the the meditation aspect yeah. of it, and knowing that connecting with God is beneficial, not only physically and spiritually and mm-hmm. mentally, but um, you know that kind of launch pads into yeah. belief, strong belief that prayer changes the world, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it's beneficial to you, but but a a strong belief that, yeah, I'm praying because I know that God is where the buck stops. Like he's the one that can change this from the inside Mm -hmm. out. He can change me from the inside out. He can change my circumstances and yes. And he can change the world. Yeah. Yeah. And he can use your prayers to change the world. So I would, I would call that a, a huge motivation. I know for me, it's kind of twofold and it's, it's, equal parts, both. Like I pray because it's a good stress reliever, which I'm sure some people are going to be like, oh, well, that's so selfish. But I also pray because I'm convinced that if I were to stop praying, kind of like my grandma, I think that she truly had this sense of my prayers are creating positive blessings for my family. And the corollary of that is if I don't pray, they are not going to be able to receive all these blessings. Mm-hmm. And and for me, it's that same thing on a global scale. I pray because I truly believe that were I to not pray, the world would be a worse off place than it is. Yeah. 
I think another reason we pray is just out of an overflow of gratitude or joy. Yeah. When you just, Mm -hmm. you know, you just get this overwhelming sense of God, you are so good and just Mm -hmm. a real desire. Um, So in our Clifton strengths that we've referenced Mm -hmm. many times, one of my very top strengths is, is it called connectedness? Yep. Um, That might be my number one. And I I love that. Like I have just, I've seen it unfold in everything from like an intense desire to connect with animals from mm-hmm. a joy that I get, even as an introvert from connecting deeply with a person and finding yeah. out about what makes them tick, but also mm-hmm. that connectedness with God. And I just, you know, there are times when I'm just like overwhelmed by this idea that I get to connect with the creator mm-hmm. of the universe. That's mind blowing yeah. and just a desire to get to know him more and, and kind of like that idea of adventures in prayer, like discovering that the the adventure of getting to know God better in different ways and trying different ways of praying and things like that, like the Mm -hmm. exploration of prayer, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I love in James when it's, it's so simple. It's, is anybody happy? He should pray. (laughs) Is anybody sick? He should have people pray for him. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it can be that simple. And I love your picture of, are just gratitude and joy, like needing some kind of outlet. Yeah. It reminds me, so I'm going to pen a new phrase. It's like prayer zoomies. So you know how like when your pet just gets like so yes. happy and energetic oh, yes. and they just have to run for, you know, a couple seconds. It's almost like that. It's just that overwhelming, over um, overwhelming gratitude and joy, right? Just mm-hmm. filling us up. And then, yeah, it has to spill over and a perfect place for it to spill over is into prayer. So going back to Michael's question, I would say, yeah, everybody ask yourself, what is your why? There's not a right or wrong. And, but you can kind of use that on days when you're really not feeling it. Right. Uh, Cause none of us feel a hundred percent motivated to pray a hundred percent of the time at our a hundred percent capacity. And so if you know your why, you can kind of be reminding yourself of that from time to time. You know, I like to remind myself of this conviction I have that the world is a better place because I pray. Obviously, that's going to motivate me to want to pray more. And so even when I'm not feeling it. Um, so know your own why and do some exploring there. And then I would say, let's. so now let's address the kind of second half of that question. So Michael says, how do you know God hears your prayers, even if you don't feel or sense his presence? Can I back up for a second and do one last thing on the how to pray mm-hmm. when you don't want to? Of course. But one thing that also came to mind is if you don't feel like you want to pray and you, you know, do this do this exploration into why you don't want to pray in the presence of God. And that's prayer. If you just say, yes. just be like, God. I don't want to pray. And if you journal it, or if you just, you know, talk to him in your head or talk out loud while you're driving in the car, but just, God, I don't really want to pray. And I'm sorry. Like, I know that's, you know, you probably don't like to hear that, but I know you know it, whether I say it or not. So help me understand why. And like, invite God into the process of discovering why. And even that in itself is so far outside of what I imagine is probably your prayer rut. Like, Mm -hmm. I I just think that that, that has to kind of get the juices flowing and, you know, whether it's pain, if you're angry with God and you discover that, let him know, he already knows. So Mm -hmm. just kind of, um, disappointment, the belief that he's going to do whatever he wants to do anyway, just 
like go to him with those things. And, um, and, and that in itself is a conversation with God. And so it's, it's not the cookie cutter version of prayer where God bless mm-hmm. so-and-so, but I think that in itself can be a launch pad into deeper conversation with him. Yeah. So, no, anyway. I love that. I think yeah. a great prayer can be God help me to want to pray better or help mm-hmm. me to want to pray more or help me yes. to feel closer to you. When I pray, I had a friend mm-hmm. who was kind of going through um like a spiritual rebellion. Like she didn't stop believing, but she just, you know, she kind of knew that she was going through that, you know, yeah. late teen, early adult rebellion stage. And she had been talking to her mom and her mom encouraged her like, okay, so ask God to help you change. And she didn't want to change yet. And so then her mom, I thought it was the smartest thing in the world. Her mom said, okay, well then maybe just start by asking God to help you want to change. Right. And it was, it was such a big difference in her mind. And that that's what enabled her to make that step. Okay. I don't really want to change yet, but I'm willing to ask God to, to help me be willing to change. And it was kind of just that very first itty bitty baby step back to him. And I could see that with prayer too. Mm-hmm. ask God to, to make you want to pray, you know, whatever adjective you want. I mean, better, more, more passionately, whatever it yeah. is that you feel like your prayer life is lacking. You can ask God for help in that. That's really good. And I I've definitely experienced that where I have been in a situation where I knew what I had to do. I knew I didn't want to do it. Yeah. And I ask God, help me, God, please just mm-hmm. help me. And he moves, he moves. Yes. I have a funny story about that. So I was pregnant with our oldest son. He was born in late January and this was like right before Christmas. And we had invited some people over for dinner. So I was pretty late in the pregnancy, super tired, but I knew that I had to like whip up the energy to cook something for dinner because people were coming over. And so I prayed, I'm like, God, help me. Again, it wasn't even help me make dinner. It was help me to find the energy to want to make dinner. And he answered (laughs) so abundantly. It was the first time I got the nesting instinct and I got it so strong. (laughs) And so that day I made dinner for our company and I made like 10 freezer meals. I'm not joking. (laughs) So it was, you know, Asking it was just you the shall perfect, receive. it really was, it really was. And you know what? I bet there, there's at least somebody listening who's almost afraid to ask God to make them want to pray more mm-hmm. because like in my case, it, it was a tiny bit overwhelming. Like I remember being like elbow deep in like a hundred dishes and being like, God, this is a little much like, <laughs> thank you. But I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed. And sometimes I think that we can hold back in our prayers. So yeah, if you were to truly in with a hundred percent of your heart mean it when you said, God help me to once to become like a hundred times the prayer that I already am, mm-hmm. I think for a lot of us that's gonna that's gonna cause at least some unease. Like, well, what's that mean? What am I gonna have to give up? What's God gonna do in my life to make me into this prayer where it can be scary? And and that's why I love how you mentioned it. It is kind of an adventure. It is. And, and it just seems like no matter how long we're Christians, I mean, you know, I'm not like ancient or anything, but you know, no matter how many years go by, I, I just keep discovering different things and realizing certain ideas that I had aren't Mm -hmm. what they were before. God can act in different ways. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's, it's like any relationship. It's, 
if you invest time in it, you'll discover new things. If you ignore it, there'll be nothing to discover. So it will get boring. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. So let's Mm -hmm. go back to what about when you don't feel God in your prayers? Um, And I'll just go ahead and, and put it out there. Not everybody feels God ever, right? Like we all, we all connect with God in different ways. And I think it's beautiful when we do get that emotional connection and that is a gift, but that's not the end goal of prayer. Right. So that would kind of like be like saying, well, what happens when you look at your husband of 20 years and you don't get butterflies in your stomach? Like most people, when they hear that question, they would be like, wait, you've been married 20 years and you're still expecting butterflies. (laughs) But when the butterflies come, it is pretty nice. Right. So I think that we need to be careful about only chasing those emotional highs. But Let's also, because uh, I think sometimes Christians can shame women for, for seeking that. There's, It's a beautiful thing, right? It is beautiful to connect with God on that emotional level. Is it necessary? No. Is it promised? No. But is it beautiful when it happens? Absolutely. Uh, and so I don't think it's wrong to desire that. We just need to be careful that we're not gauging our entire prayer lives on how we feel. Yes. And I think that's like everything. It's a balance. It's a balancing act. I mean, nothing is black or white. It's there's, well, I guess there are some things, but there is, you know, just definitely a balancing act there. I think of John Mm -hmm. Piper's book, Desiring God, and he coined the term, I think he coined it, Christian Mm -hmm. hedonism, where it's like a lot, he was kind of confronting and, squashing this idea that as a Christian, we have to be stoic and Spartan and that we have to love lack and we have to Mm -hmm. assume that everything enjoyable is counter to God's will for us. His point was Christian hedonism is God created us to love pleasure, to love him, Mm -hmm. to love joy Mm -hmm to love connection. And so when we pursue those things within the relationship of God, the relation, our relationship with God, that, um, you know, that, that God desires that Mm -hmm. desires for us to desire him, but there is a fine line between desiring God and desiring an experience. And I think I've gotten swept up into that before. And I'm sure many of us have when you just, you find yourself, whether it's singing in worship and and just being like, I'm doing this because I want to feel a certain way rather than sometimes when I don't feel that way, I'm like, let me just focus on the words and, and mm-hmm. let me offer something to him, you know, because it is a two way. It definitely can be a two way of mm-hmm. singing and connecting and receiving a, a feeling if that is what you experience. But, um, mm-hmm. but I think when you don't, get a feeling if you don't feel him or sense his presence, whether you're praying or worshiping or whatever it is, um, that that can be, a that can, we can look at that as kind of a trigger for us to be like, okay, how can I worship God? How can I pray to God um, in a way that I'm offering something up to him? Um, yeah, it's a sacrifice, right? Sacrifice it's, of praise mm-hmm. or worship. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to feel intimate with God when you do have all the the lovey-dovey feelings. Yeah. And so sometimes I almost think about it as I forget which which epistle, but it talks about not not being on spiritual milk anymore, right? Like yeah. graduating to the meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and sometimes I think that part of the Christian walk is learning to praise God with our whole hearts when we feel nothing mm-hmm. or when we feel in like in the depths of despair to offer those to God as well. Um, I think another thing that's going to be really useful in your case, Michael, is just to remind yourself that our our emotions encompass a lot of things outside of our spiritual life right? Mm-hmm. Your hormones are going to impact it, how much sleep you're getting, whether um, you suffer from seasonal depression, whether you've eaten a full meal and are feeling really groggy. Like there's lots of things that impact how you feel besides just God's hand on your spirit. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's one more thing. Like I, I would never want you to feel guilty that you you stepped away from a time of prayer without really feeling as intensely as you sometimes do. Because that's just kind of that's kind of the way of life, right? Yeah. And you know, the question kind of behind the question, how to know God heard our prayer if we don't mm. feel or sense his presence. Mm. Like I think that um, and I didn't prepare the verses ahead of time. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that if you just think in general terms, if we believe in God's omniscience, that he's all knowing, Mm -hmm. um, then we know he hears us. Uh, There are verses that talk about God not hearing our prayers, but I know we've had conversations about this where we've looked at the scriptures and then, and, and I know that in our Ephesians Bible study, we went in depth in this. And I felt like I got this revelation of the times when we're not being heard, it's very clear that it's not like God doesn't know that those prayers are going out. Mm -hmm. It's that those prayers are not being acted upon in the way that we bring them to him because of some sinful part of our, our being, whether it's, Mm -hmm. um, one of the verses says you ask and you don't receive because you ask with selfish motives. Um, it, there, there are verses about if, uh, you know, uh, something about relationships with other people. If there are broken relationships, if you're Mm -hmm. mistreating people, there can be, you know, a lack of hearing and answered prayer in Mm -hmm. that realm. And to me, what I brought out of it as a non-theologian disclaimer um, is that there are times when our prayers are flawed in our asking. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so of course God is not going to respond to that, but, um, but we have to know that he heard us So that in the depths of our despair, in the depths of our soul, if we're crying out to him, he will hear. And, um, and so I think the, the, the first step in knowing is finding it in scripture. So while I wish that I had gotten together some scriptures to actually lay out, it's very easy to find if you go and you Mm -hmm. look into, does God hear our prayers and you can look through and just read the verses in context and just try to, um, you know, whatever it is that you're not sure about or that you're not believing about prayer, affirm the truth of what the Bible says about it, whether it's God is near to the brokenhearted. He is, mm-hmm. even though I'm brokenhearted and I feel totally devoid of God's comfort, I know mm-hmm. he's close to me because the Bible says that he is, or I know that God hears the prayers of the faithful and that, you know, um, 
that if I, if I ask, if I seek, if I knock, then the door will be opened. Like, Mm -hmm. like the doorway is open for connection and communion for children of God. So affirming truth is maybe one way to counter that emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that that's great. And I think that again, getting to the question behind the question and the prayer behind the prayer is so useful because I could see different scenarios. I could see you praying for something with all of your heart and, and feel like you're just talking to the ceiling. And I could see a couple things. Um, A good one to always just start off with is, is there something like, you know, some kind of unconfessed sin or something. And, and that's just a blanket. Like, let's rule that out first. (laughs) And as long as there's not something there that, you know, you're uh, in willful sin or in disharmony with somebody else, and that's impacting your prayers. Let's start there, rule that out. And then I could see it kind of being one of a couple things. So maybe you're praying for something very, mm, very passionately, and it truly isn't what God wants. So you're, you're praying with all of your heart for somebody to be healed from a chronic illness. And the reason why you're not sensing kind of that resounding amen in your spirit from God is because he does have other prayers. So in that case, I would encourage you to shift your prayers to God, help me to know how to pray for this situation. Mm -hmm. Start with that. Other times though, I could see it being almost the opposite. I could see it being, I am struggling in prayer for this issue. I feel like my prayers are getting nowhere. And that is God encouraging me to persist, Mm -hmm. right? Like what's the, I know that there's an analogy that pastors use, like they've been using it for decades about like the, the guy who's pushing the stone rock. Have you heard that one? I think I have. It rings a bell. Like, yeah. So it's like, like God tells somebody to push this stone rock, but it doesn't move and doesn't move and doesn't move. And so finally the guy goes to God and he's like, why do you keep asking me to move this rock when you're not helping it budge? And God's answer is kind of like, yeah, the rock hasn't moved, but look how strong you've gotten. Ooh, I like that. You know, so sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like we are called to persist in our prayers and there is a breaking point, right? Like I know we've used the science analogy, how when water boils, when you start with like room temperature water, and heat it up, you will see a steady increase in the temperature. And then right when it gets to just before boiling point, you will see nothing. You will keep on adding heat and adding heat and adding heat and nothing happens. The temperature isn't rising and it's not boiling. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's basically like the dark before the dawn, right? That's what it is just before it reaches that tipping point. And I think sometimes God calls us to persist in prayer until our prayers get to that tipping point. So honestly, this is an area where I think you need discernment. You need discernment to ask God, do you need to pivot your prayers or do you need to persevere in your prayers? Mm -hmm. That's really good. And I think that that idea of the invisible work of God, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's where faith comes in and that's where this idea of earth is the only, you know, when, when the heavens and earth pass away, when, when heaven becomes, you know, God comes down and he'll be with his people and wipe every tear from their (laughs) eyes. And we'll be with God again. Um, after all things end like that, there will never again be an opportunity to be separate from God 
to not see what he's doing. I'm guessing that's my understanding of it. And to give thanks to him, even when things don't go our way, Mm -hmm. even when Mm -hmm. we're in despair, even when we can't see the work going on. And that to me, that drives my prayers during the times when I don't know if he's heard my, well, when I don't know if he's going to answer my prayer. I I always Mm -hmm. have kind of this belief that, yeah, he hears it, but I don't sense his presence. I don't sense him in a situation, but, but I kind of look at it when I'm in that dark, I consider it kind of like radio silence, like on the dark side of the moon. Mm -hmm. Um, I think to myself, this is my chance. This is my opportunity to stick it to the enemy by praising Mm -hmm. God, even when I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Even when I don't know if he's going to answer that prayer or if he is, is going to bring me what I really want, but I'm going to thank him that. anyway. I'm going to praise him anyway, because I just mm-hmm. imagine that those are the, whoops, I almost knocked my coffee over. I'm waving oh, yikes. so much. <laughs> um, those are like, like the atomic bomb prayers in the yes. spiritual world that just the explosion of that kind of prayer, I think just knocks the enemy and his minions like out of range forever. Mm-hmm. Well, not forever. They come back, but you know, for, for the time being. Yeah. And, and that imagery is what gives me fuel for my prayers during that darkness time of not hearing from God. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's great. So I would say kind of, if we were to give a, like a step-by-step for somebody who's concerned, like I'm not feeling God, like I used mm-hmm. to, uh, question one, like we talked about any sin, unconfessed sin, broken relationships, but again, don't treat that as, oh no, I don't feel God. I've done something wrong. Right. Just make that your blanket. I just want to make sure that there's nothing there. Um, next I would really do just a check-in with your physical and mental state, right? Mm-hmm. Because that does impact how, how we feel. Um, and then beyond that, I think it would go to, yeah, ask God, okay, do I not feel you because I'm not praying according to your will? Do I not feel you because you're basically, you're growing my faith muscles by, by not being so close to me so that I have to reach for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and kind of go from there, but don't, don't make your emotions the, only rubric for whether you are praying effectively or for whether you have a healthy prayer life because our emotions change all the time. And then I would, I would add on, yeah, it's totally fine to ask God, be like, God, I haven't felt you in such a long time. Can you like, can you assure me of your presence more thoroughly than you have recently? I think that's a totally okay prayer to pray as well. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, be, be honest with him. Just like with, with the other prayer that we talked about with not wanting to pray, just be honest with him be like, God, Mm -hmm. please, I don't feel you throw me a bone. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know, I will pray, I will pray just for, especially if there's something that I've been praying for that I haven't seen any movement in. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, just help me see just a tiny glimpse of what you're doing. Just something poking mm-hmm. through the surface, you know, like yes. a little tip of an iceberg popping up yeah. through the surface of the water and, and, you know, just help me see movement of any yes. kind. And, and I just believe that he will be faithful to to meet you in your time of mm-hmm. need there. Yeah. My absolute favorite visual 
for that kind of feeling is like when you're, when you're just praying and it feels like nothing is happening and it's so discouraging. When I was working at the girls home in Vermont, I was, I was just really spiritually tired and frustrated. And I took myself for a walk and it was around this time of year. So the snow was thawing and I walked over this bridge where um, in the spring, there's a river, but in the winter, the river had frozen over and there was snow on top of it. But for the first time, I could hear the water underneath. And so the top of it still looked exactly the same. The top of it had ice and snow. But underneath, for like the first time in the season, I could hear the water moving. Ooh, I love it. Underneath. And it was really, it was God's encouragement to me. Like there were things happening that we don't see. And the kind of next step that is there are things that are happening that we don't feel. And sometimes I think that God does remove the intensity of emotions that we sometimes feel so that we can reach even more closely. Like if all of us could snap our fingers and be at like, let's call it a prayer's high or something like that, like the instant that we said, dear God, sure, that would make life easier, (laughs) but I, I don't think we would necessarily grow as much in our faith. And I think it could lead us to be more self-absorbed too. Oh, absolutely. So that it's yeah. more about what you feel and and less about actually loving and praising God. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Yeah. Well, thank you, Michael, for your question. And if anybody else has questions to throw at us, you can submit them at prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions. Is there anything else you wanted to add to the discussion, Jamie, about Michael's question? No, I, I actually, I think this was a great discussion and I don't have anything else to add. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead. I will close us in prayer. I'll pray for Michael and everybody else listening. God, we thank you so much for this chance to come and just talk about prayer. We thank you that you are so mysterious. We thank you that sometimes we see you and feel you so close and sometimes you feel so distant and that just adds to how big and unfathomable you are. I pray for Michael. I pray that you would just let your presence be so known and also be using these experiences to um, to help us all just remember that you are so close to us even when we don't feel you. I pray that you would give each of us a deeper desire to pray like you want us to pray and that you would continue to use this podcast to encourage others. I thank you for our listeners and for the tech that allows us to do this. And we just pray an encouragement and inspiration for everybody listening today. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.